Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. Write it down. New is great. Behold, he makes all things new. New sounds like potential to me. It sounds like budding promises to me. It sounds like opportunity. And so God is a God of another chance. How many of you know that? He's not just a God of a second chance. He's a God of another chance and another chance. How many of us needed another chance? Not just a second chance. We made so many mistakes, we just took second out of that. He's a God of another chance or another opportunity. He wants to release another budding promise in your life. He wants to maximize your potential. Sounds like change to me. Sounds like real change. And God is always about change. He's never about status quo. He's never about going back to the norm. There is no norm now. It's never about going back. You want to go back to what? God is not about that. God is about change. The Bible says in Genesis 1, uh, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the scripture says the earth was without form and void and darkness covered. There's some type of chaotic situation here. And then the spirit of God moved over the water to create or prepare the atmosphere for change. Then God said, let there be light. Here comes the change. But he prepared the atmosphere for change to change out of a chaotic situation into something that we can work with today. So it looked like the world was in turmoil when he came in to reconstruct it. God is always about change. And so new is good. It's great. But you got to see new as potential or budding promise. The promises of God are yea and amen. And to get those promises to you, he has to change some things. We have it in our mind that we're going to do it this way. We'll work 35, 40 years, retire, and we'll do it that way. We're going to get this type education so we can do this in our lives. We're going to go to this church because we want to do that. I like this because I, I want to do this because I really want to do that. I'll, t- I'll tolerate this, but in my heart, I really want to do that. But God has a whole different system, a whole different plan. And he will interrupt what we do so he can implement his plan. And there's some divine interruptions that's going on right now. Tune into your radio if you want, trying to pick up the old signal. It may not be there. Amen. Some people move from one city to the next, find the same old raggedy uh, uh, knuckle dragger that you had from the previous time. And God just wants you to do something new. Nothing like the old. He wants you to do something new. So he's got to get you into a place where you can accept the change. Sounds like venturing into the unknown to me. Sounds like sailing to a new sea. Sound like discovering something brand new. Sounds like God wants to create something that has never been here before. The world is now entering into a very different kind of time or season. A season and a time that we've never been in before. You've never seen this. 
We have not been this way before. I'm not sure where I'm going or where I fit in this whole scheme or where I'll find myself after this crisis is over. But one thing I do know, and I truly say, I put my hope in you. I put my hope in the Lord. Glory to God. I put my hope in the Lord. I pray that you're not putting your hope in yourself or in what you feel right now or what you think. You need to put your hope in the, in the God of our salvation, that, that he is well able to take care of what he commits us to. Uh, if I put my hand in it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess it up. But when God does it, glory to God, everything will work out just fine. In his time. Let me say it again, in his time, not in my time. If it was in my time, Corona would be gone. I would have rebuked it. I rebuked it and I told it to die, it would have died right now. But God has a plan. This whole world has shifted away from the things of God. We got wannabe scientists. I'm talking about people who've never been to school. They just read a few books, and all of a sudden, what they're doing now is trying to dictate to the world Facebook prophets telling us what we should do during this season and time. And you're not a scientist. You're trying to tell me what? Okay, I need to have something proven. Now, if you had to have surgery, do you want someone who got their degree on the Internet, or do you want someone who went to school and was scrutinized? You can say whatever you want. You can talk that noise all day. But when it comes down to life or death, you want somebody that's proven. I don't need everybody speaking to me right now. I need a few people who've gone through some storms. And God is still with them. I like people who are scarred up. I like people who are scarred. That means you went through a trauma, you went through it, and you survived it. Glory to God. You came out. When I see that scar, when I see scar, now there's a man that sings. I think his name is Seal. I think his name is Seal. When I first saw him, I said, ooh. When I started growing, I like it. I like the way he's standing anyway and smiling the camera. Look at my scars. Look at them because I went through something and I'm a survivor. The older I get, the more I recognize people who have scars. And I can look in your face. It's written all over your face. You don't have to see. I know you're scared. I didn't go the other way. I, <laughs> I, didn't go, <laughs> I didn't go the other way. But I know you, Scott. I know you went through a few traumas. You got some lines on your face. Every line means I went through something. Every line is an era of time where I didn't know how I was going to come out. Glory to God. I'm even looking at a few people who are in public office right now. At one time, looked like they didn't age. But right now, they're getting older by the minute. Glory to God. When everything that you believe in is disrupted, when you believe in only the things that you see and you can't even believe in the things you can't see, then something is going wrong. God has a way of shaking it all up. Glory to God. And he's shaking up his people right now. And so what he's doing, the reason why he's shaking you up is because he has a plan and his plan will be implemented. There's some things we can't pray away. It's already been prophesied. Son of man, what do you see? Well, I see a bramble bush. What else do you see? I see a di in distant lands a river. That's one prophet. His name is Jeremiah. To John, what do you see? Come up here and I will show you things to come. Well, I see the sixth seal. I see a pale horse. I see smoke and locusts coming out of the smoke. 
with air, hair like a woman, looks like the top of a helicopter to me. Face like a man, man sitting in the cockpit, teeth like a lion, look like bullets are coming out of it. Tail of the curling like a scorpion, looked like the end of a helicopter. Yeah. A black hawk. How can he describe it? There are many of them coming out of the smoke. And many of us don't understand that we're living in Bible prophecy. It's being fulfilled right before our eyes. So I can push back on some stuff all day. But if God said it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And what you need to do and I need to do is get in a holy place. Stand right there where God has you. Stop trying to do your stuff and start do what, doing what God would have us to do. I almost said touch your neighbor, but don't point at him. I said, God told me to tell you time is winding up. I'm pointing directly at that camera. Time is winding up. Glory to God. You don't have the time that you used to have. Glory to God. So redeem the time because the days are evil. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so the world is, not, uh, is now entering into a very difficult time. And so we need to put our hope in the Lord. Write it down. God is the author of new. God is the author of new. Amen. And God doesn't plagiarize. He's the author. There are people, they go through college by writing, uh, cutting and pasting everybody else's stuff and then stamp their name on it and say, look what I produced. But when you talk to them, they're still speaking with Ebonics. But the... The, 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 the document that they produce is at a whole nother level. You can only produce who you are, you understand? And if you don't have it on the inside, it's not going to come out in your speech. God is the author of new, glory to God. And if you ever plagiarize, you never want the author to show up. Because once they show up, your stuff done. If all you do is copy everybody else, you'll never be an original. And a copy will never shuffle through the deck to become the top. Or the, 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 uh, a copy or a duplicate can never ever become the original. And that's why I refuse to be somebody's copy. I need to be God's designer's original. I need to be who he made me to be. Not trying to copy anybody in the earth. And we got a whole lot of copies. I guess that's one of the first forms of flattery is for someone to mimic you. Man, there's a whole lot of copies, whole lot of copies. What God wants to do is establish something new. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. That means no one has seen anything like you before. Glory to God. No one has seen anything like you before. You're a new creature. All things have gone away. All things have become new. Glory to God. God is the author he offers the outline of this new novel. The preface, the, pre, the, the, the preface or the preface comes from him. The subject matter comes from him. Each chapter comes from him. Even the closing of this new normal comes from him. He's already planned it out. And let me tell you, some things that were high are going to be low, and some things that are low are going to come up out of the dungeons. Amen. There's a time, I've seen it before in Joseph's time, when God wanted to shift the power structure. First, he sent Joseph into the dungeons. But that's not his plan for the boy. His plan was for him to be the governor. Zavnath Paneah. 
Yeah. That was his plan, glory to God. But to get him there, he had to take him through some down times. Yeah. All of a sudden, stuff shifted. Yeah. He became so powerful when it shifted that even his master, who lied on him, became subject to his rule. Yeah. I want you to think about that. Potiphar had to bow to Joseph. Glory to God. And God is about to make some high things low and some low things are about to shift Amen. and become high. Amen. People who you've never seen before are going to start rising up. Voices that you've never heard before are going to rise up. Churches that have never been on the big corner are going to be on the big corner after this is over. Glory to God. People, women you've never seen before with creative ideas, God is about to open up the door for them. Men that you've never seen before, you've never seen them before, but they're godly, they have character, and God is about to raise them up and cause them to shine as a day star in the earth. Can somebody say amen? amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So God is the author. God authors it. And since he's the author, every good and perfect thing comes from him. And if he's the author, I can trust that this new season, that this new era, that this new time, that these things will bring good things with it. Yes, we're going to go through some turbulent times. Martin Luther King told us that. But I have seen, I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And to get there, every generation to get to the promised land has to go through a wilderness. No, you're not just going to show up and not have to pay any price. No, must Jesus bear his cross alone and everybody else go free? No, no, no. There's a cross for every one of us and there's a cross for me. There are three things that you need to know as it relates to making all things new that need to be in place. And God is the author of it. Number one, to make all things new, he must restore. Amen. He restores. God restores. I want you to write down the acronym RENEW. RENEW. That's R-E-N-E-W. It's an acronym for number one, REDUCE. REDUCE. Secondly, ELIMINATE. Thirdly, NOURISH. Fourth, ENERGIZE. The W is for wellness. If you're going to renew anything, if you're going to renew anything, you cannot continue to pump into it what you previously pumped into it. You have to reduce. If you're going to renew your body or lose weight, you must reduce caloric intake. You must do it. If you're going to renew your spirit, you got to stop allowing junk to come in. And a lot of us are watching news, and we need to be reading the Bible. <laughs> a lot of us are on the news 24-7. It's not going to change, right? Uh, uh, it doesn't change from one hour to the next. Uh, the thing is in the country. And, and, and a few weeks ago, they were saying it was uh, contained. It's contained. So you can't listen to all of this foolishness. I think that came from Kellyanne Conway. It's contained. The president said it's contained. But it's not contained. 
Okay? So stop watching the news. What you want to do is make sure that your eye is on the Word of God. If you got to get locked up in your house, get locked up in the Word. Amen. Amen. You can only do certain things so much. And you don't need to be eating 15 meals. You need to be eating the Word of God. You could go to Publix right now, you'll find all healthy food still on the, on the shelves, but junk food gone. Junk food. Potato chips, ice cream, gone. Protein still there. Greens still there. What your body needs still there. Because people are feeding on junk. You don't need to do that. Feed on the word. Reduce. What's, pump, what's causing you to have anxiety? Reduce it. What's causing you to worry? Reduce it. If you want to be renewed, you got to stop listening to this stuff. And listen to what God is saying. And the Holy Ghost is speaking loudly. He's speaking clearly. He's speaking concisely. Like, wash your own hands. Everybody wash your hands. That's what the Holy Ghost is saying. Wash your own hands. That's what the Holy Ghost is saying. Wash your hands. Holy Ghost is saying, protect the elderly. This disease is after the seniors or the wisdom. And y'all all cool with it. But if you take the elderly out, you take the wisdom out of a society. The scripture says, when children lead a nation, he's judging it. When immaturity, oh, I'm mad, I'm mad, I'm done, I'm shutting down, I'm not talking to you. When that's leading you, you're being judged. If you step into any teaching ability, you got to be mature. If you're leading anybody and you're immature, he's judging the group. Glory to God. That's why the Bible says be careful when you start wanting to be teachers because you will be judged at a higher level. Glory to God. You got to take it serious. Can somebody say amen? amen? So reduce, reduce anxiety by watching what you hear. Your anxiety levels are tied to what you're listening to. What you're listening to is so important. The E is for eliminate. If you're going to renew, you got to take what's already in you and get it out of you. You got to reduce and then eliminate. In the natural, you need to clean out your bowel. If you're going to renew, you may lose five pounds if you do that. I mean, just like that in a week. But it's bowel movements. I have to say it that way. Because we're living in real times, right? Wash your uh, toilet, too. Wash your, wash your bathroom. When you got 15 people living in one house and everybody's getting on each other's nerves, and another thing that's going on right now, and you all need to know it, is that people are buying guns at record levels. And it's very dangerous because when you get agitated and you got a gun, you'll use it. Especially people playing with them. They don't know what time it is, never went through the training. I want you to be very careful with that. Don't play with guns. Please watch. This is what's going on in a free society. Everybody can have a weapon. But you got to be careful with it. The bullet, when it goes out of that trigger, out of that, that, that muzzle, you can pray all day, Lord, please. But you cannot bring it back. And whatever it hits, it's going to hurt. So we need to reduce and then we need to eliminate. Eliminate. Eliminate some uh, things that we're holding on to. Clean house. Just cleaned out my garage, found a whole lot of stuff. I had four gloves. 
baseball gloves that I bought years ago when I was doing some type of prop teaching, talking about staying in the game. And I bought four gloves. They still got tags on them. And I just promised one of the young men in our church that I'm going to give him a glove. I, I don't have to go and buy another one. I found it. And you'll be surprised what you find if you'll eliminate some stuff. You will find jewels if you eliminate. This is not a time to hoard anything. I come against the spirit of whoredom. Yes. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Stop gathering stuff, just buying stuff and packing it in your garage. You can't use it. If you haven't used it in three years, get rid of it. Let somebody else use it. Reduce, eliminate. Number three, nourish. Nourish. What are you feeding on? Who speaks into your mind? Who has your ear? If you're Samson, you can't handle the Delilah. If she's fine, you can't handle the Delilah. If you're Samson. Samson's weakness is not just his hair. His weakness is this. If you compliment him, he tells you everything. What are you nourishing on? What's feeding you? Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, what's feeding you? Fear, anxiety, worry, what's feeding you? And I know we're worried about certain things, but you got to nourish yourself with the word. And you shall meditate on the word day and night, and you will make your way prosperous and have good success. Meditate on the word, nourish yourself with the word of God. This is some good Holy Ghost filled music. Listen to something that the Spirit of God is telling you, and then make sure you're feeding on the Word of God. Glory to God. The E, the third, the second E, or the fourth level is energize. Get busy. Walk around the block. Make sure you're um, practicing social distancing, but walk. Do something. Do jumping jacks. Energize. Holy Spirit is our energy. That means you need to tap into that source during this time if you want to be renewed. Holy Ghost needs to infuse you. And he's willing to do it during this time. He will give you energy. Amen. He's the ultimate energizer. Glory to God. You feel down, you need a little jolt of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm going to just let the Holy Ghost, just send the Holy Ghost and speak that. Holy Ghost invade homes today. And the W is for wellness. That's the way you think. That's the way you think. And we need to have a wealthy, a wealthy soul, but a healthy soul. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul is wealthy and well. And we have sick souls, souls that have viruses in them, and God wants to eradicate it. Amen. Uh, getting angry very fast is, is not a healthy soul. Uh, uh, crying when there's nothing going wrong is not a healthy soul. Worrying about things you can't change is not a healthy soul. Hey, not uh, being uh, a person that it's hard for you to comply with rules and regulations is not a healthy soul. Being chronically late is not a healthy soul. Amen. Now, people that are late all of the time don't want the doctor late, especially if there's a virus. You want the doctor to be on time. Okay, you even want me to be on time if you're sick. But you need to be on time. Make yourself well. 
You know, I love God most because of his ability to restore. God is able to do all things. Amen. But, but what I love most about God is his ability to take something that others have thrown away and say, I can restore it back to its rightful place. Even people in the society that got, nobody wants to deal with, like ex-cons, God said, I can work with you. Sinners, people who don't know Jesus, God said, I can restore you. Glory to God. People who are afraid, glory to God. People that are in darkness, God says, I can give you some light and change your whole life around. I love this most about his ability to restore. Number one, he restores us to a rightful relationship. He makes all things new with himself through the gift of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. How does he do that? Through redemption. He also does it through forgiveness of sins and through the doctrine we call just as if I'd justification. Just as if I'd not sinned. And just putting faith in Jesus takes you to that place of justification. Write it down. He's able to restore earthly relationships between mothers and daughters, between fathers and their sons, between fathers and daughters and mothers and their sons. God is able to restore. Glory to God. You got to follow his plan. He can, he can restore earthly relationships. Watch this. He can even restore days that the canker worm has stolen from you. Glory to God. Joel chapter 2 and 25. He can restore the effects of sin in the society. And I will repay you for the years. The years of the locusts. The years of wages lost. The years of the canker worm eating up your stuff. God says I can restore it. In one year, I can restore what you've lost 25 years. Why wouldn't we serve God? We're worried about what we're losing, but you need to be with the restorer, the repairer of the breach. Get with God. He can make it all happen. Can someone say amen? amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm beginning to feel good on this one. In scriptures, we've seen the power of God the power of restoration performed over and over again. Let's look at the book of Ruth. Here's a girl. Here's a girl who's married to a man. He dies. She don't even have a name. She tries to get with her mother-in-law. She loves her mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law said, go home. I don't want you staying with me. Total rejection. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you. Glory to God. Some people today, you tell them to get lost, they're out of there. They don't even see the value. One, they're one offense awake, one offense from walking away from the person that can change your life. Glory to God. We're so, we talk about we're tough, we're not tough. Because we will cut ties if our feelings are hurt just a little bit. That's why God is hurting the world. The world is groaning because we're too sensitive. Glory to God. If the world lived like Ruth and Ruth was hurt by, 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 by God or by destiny, we will walk away from it because we can't stand it. Glory to God. But when Naomi spoke to Ruth like that and said, get away from me, she said, don't say that to me. Entreat me not to leave you. Yeah. Your people will be my people. Yeah. Your God will be my God. Yeah. And wherever you sleep, that's where I'm sleeping. Yeah. This is after she's offended. 
Say that to people today, they're out of there and you're walking away from your destiny. God is trying to get your attention and sometimes he'll let your feelings get hurt to get it to you. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Glory, hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Not only did God restore the girl, but she got hooked up with a Boaz who changed her entire pedigree. Yeah. She was working in the field, but later she started owning the field. Yes, sir. And became a part of the lineage that Jesus came through. What if she walked away from it? Man, I'm preaching better than y'all are saying amen. Don't walk away from your destiny because you get your feelings hurt or you don't like the way I preach. I'm supposed to offend you. You're not supposed to go to church and just find comfort. God is trying to get the world's attention right now. We know what we've been doing in the shadows, and God is saying, I need you to stand in the light. When we refuse the light, the scripture says it's because deeds are evil. That means it's something you're hiding. It's a habit that you need to break. That's why you don't like people in your business. <laughs> and you put it all on Facebook. Man, I ain't never seen nothing like it. You don't want nobody in your business and you put it all on Facebook. <laughs> Glory to God. We've seen God take a family and then change their name in the pedigree. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Look at Jacob. The Bible says in Genesis 47, verse 9 and 10, and Jacob said to Pharaoh, the years of my pilgrimage are 130. My years, look at this, have been few, but look at this, difficult. Few and difficult. This is the way he looked back over his shoulder at his life. I got 130 years old. And I look over my shoulder, those are just a few years, he said, and those years are very difficult. Now, I want you to think about, look over your shoulder, how would you describe it? This is not the first generation that had a few years, and the few years are difficult. Glory to God. And they do not equal the years, he said, of my pil the pilgrimage of my father's. In other words, I didn't even add Abraham and what he went through. I didn't add Isaac and what he went through. I'm talking about me. Yeah. First of all, I left home. I never felt comfortable because my, oh, my twin brother and I never really got along. We were struggling when we were in it. And then I took something from him that he never forgave me of. And I still feel funny about it today. I look and see regret. Then I left, I had to flee, and I left, and I was alone. And then when I got with, with my father-in-law, he was more trick, a trickster than I was, and he had me working hard for my money and didn't give me my prize. For 14 years, I worked for someone that I love and couldn't have him. And he started playing with my life like that. He changed my wages seven times. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. On the job, have you had your wages changed seven times? I mean, Lord. <laughs> we couldn't handle one. But the man went through seven times, wages changed. And he still held on to his faith. God gave him a vision about what he wanted to do, and he held on to it. Glory to God. 
Then he started having children. Glory to God. And even in the ranks of the children, two of the boys became so angry and killed folk at Shechem. He was constantly moving and shaking. Then his youngest son at the time, next to the youngest son, is snatched out of his life, the one he loves. His daughter dies. He doesn't see the son of his love. Look at these aches and pains. And when he went to Pharaoh, glory to God, the scripture says, and Jacob said to Pharaoh, when he meets Pharaoh, this is how he describes his life. When he meets to a king, he meets, he meets a king, glory to God. He speaks to the king and said, the years of my pilgrimage are 130 have been few and difficult. But look what changes in chapter 48 of the same book. Verse 15, then he blessed Joseph and said, same man, because God can restore what the canker worm has tried to steal from you. Look at the same man now. He's not talking about how difficult it is. It's just a few chapters afterwards. And I'm here to tell you, God, ooh, Jesus, I told you he's the author of this book. He's the finisher of our faith. This thing is not over. When God gets through with this, he's going to write in the script, glory to God, the things that he has in store for you, and you're going to step out more than conquerors. Look at this. May the God before whom my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life, to this day. Yeah. Look at this. The angel is capitalized. The angel who has delivered me from all harm. May he bless these boys. He's now blessing his grandsons. He's blessing his own children. He's not cursing them because his things were difficult. He doesn't have bitterness in his heart because he went through something. He reconciled all of that. He's not abusing his wife because he went through hell. God can restore us. Hallelujah. God can restore you if you give him your whole heart. The angel who has delivered me from all harm, may he bless these boys. May they be called by my name. Oh, hallelujah. They're not bastards. Oh, God, man, I can preach it. They're not bastards. They don't have to walk around saying, I ain't got no daddy. I want them to be called by my name and the names of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac. And may they increase greatly upon the earth. Glory to God. And this is what God wants to do. While the enemy wants us to be fearful, God wants to bring us to such a plan and a purpose in him that we start decreeing and declaring over our descendants. Glory to God. We went through some hell and high water. These were some few months and it was very difficult. But let me tell you, God is going to bless you. God is going to pull you out. God is going to work in your life. God is going to restore everything the devil has taken from you. God is not going to let this come to my grandchild. God is not going to let this come to my family tree. God is not going to let my family die. You will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Glory to God. So let me just close with this. I got two other things I need to give you. I may do it on Wednesday night. <coughs> but let me close with this. What do you need for God to restore in your life? When you look over your shoulder, you see a few years and they're difficult. What do you need him to restore? Do you need him to restore you some time? Joel chapter 2 say he can restore time. 
Do you need them to restore relationships? Are they strained? Do you need God to restore image, your image, especially when it's been damaged? You need him to restore your good name. Maybe you've concealed it. The, anything, listen to what I'm saying. If you're overly protective of your privacy, the scripture says you don't want to expose yourself in light. And it's usually because, this is scripture, not Merton Clark, because deeds are evil. You need to get out of trying to, I'm just protecting my privacy and start standing in the light. Because there's some viruses that can't stand in the light. I'm coming straight down the pike. You can say, okay, reason with me. I'm coming right out of the scriptures. If we're Christians, we're, I'm not saying you can't have some privacy. I'm talking about overly protected. I don't want nobody to know nothing about me. And you say you're a believer? What is your testimony? He brought you out of this to take you into that. Now, if you got deeds that are evil, you don't want nobody to know. You always hide it. And you may be comfortable with that, but it's breeding mold. Thank you, God. And you're the right climate for viruses to hit. Nobody should have some secret deeds going on. Glory to God. Right now, we need to expose it in the light and let God deal with it. You don't need to expose it to me, but you need to be true to God. I'm preaching, man. You can write that down in the Facebook live. He preaching. He preaching. That man preaching. Man. Does he need to restore any health? For some, he needs to restore employment. What are you hoping in Christ for during this time? What are you hoping in this season in your life? What do you want God to do? He can restore it. The other two segments, not only does he restore, he renames, and you want to hear that. He renames. Glory to God. He renames. And last but not least, he resurrects. I'll talk about those two later. But he renames. When God, God, God will look at a person like, like Jacob and say, no, your name is not Jacob. I call you Israel. Or Eve, I, I, you, I, I call you the mother of all. Thank you, Jesus. That's what he does when he's dealing with us. He renames us. Glory to God. He gave me some names for you all. Glory to God. And it's not uh, you're, you're losing and you're fearful. No, it's something totally different. Your name is Overcomer. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait until I preach it. That's your new name, Overcomer. Glory to God. Your new name, warrior. Yes. Glory to God. Warrior. New name, courageous. <sighs> Maybe you'll tune in next time to the word of truth revealed to get your new name. Amen. Maybe you're here, you're watching, and you don't know Christ as Lord and Savior. I want to just introduce Jesus to you. He loves you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. But he has caused the world to come to a standstill because he's after you. He stopped graduations because he's after seniors. I, I want y'all to hear what I just said. 
He stopped graduations from high school because he's after the senior class, the year of 2020. He's so focused on you, he stopped you from fulfilling your dreams. He's disrupted it because he's after you. People who've spent four years in college about to graduate can't graduate, can't walk. He said, I want, I want to arrest you right now. Before you step into your destiny, I need you to know that I have a plan for you. Thank you, God. He stopped me from having a full church because he's after you watching on the internet. Maybe you have never entered into the building, but he's so, <laughs> he's so focused on you, he disrupted our plans. So he can reach you. So he can talk to you. He's so after those who can't conform to decency that he, he, he shifted things. Thank you, Jesus. When I first saw the hand of the Lord on Trey, I could see God dealing with Trey, and I wanted him to look like me. I wanted him to shave his hair and, uh, and, and put on a suit and kind of, you know, walk like me. <laughs> I wanted him to walk like me. I did. And the Lord spoke to me and said, do not touch him. My hand is on him, and I'm crafting, I'm crafting him. He's, he's a, a unique instrument in my hand, and I'm crafting him for this generation. That's what the Lord said to me. So I stopped trying to make him to be me. But look how God works. The Lord spoke to me that he wanted me to de-escalate in wearing suits. And look at Trey now. Both of us wearing slacks and a shirt, right? Kind of look the same. So he brought me from my perch. And then he brought Trey to a place where we can come together. He didn't have to give up all of who he is. And I didn't have to give up all of who I am. But I'll meet you in this atmosphere. God has done the same thing for some of us. We never would have come together if church was usual. But for the church, we've come off of our high place. And for the world, you're coming up to the counsel of God. And he said, I'll meet you at the tabernacle. I'll meet you at the altar. I think you can understand that. So, if you're unsaved, repeat after me. Repeat this prayer with me. Father, thank you for your son Jesus, who you sent to die for my sins, to be buried, come on singers, and to be resurrected for justification. I receive Jesus into my heart. Thank you for saving me, Lord. I'll live for you. I'll do what you've called me to do. You've spared me. And I'm grateful. Fill me with your spirit, and I'll live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. My friend, if you prayed that prayer, God is with you. He hasn't forsaken you. You're part of a new family. I want you to let me know. You can send me a message, Facebook Live, 
You can write us, send me a message through the internet to say, Bishop, I gave my heart to Jesus and I can give you some direction. Uh, you, if you would like to relate to the church, you can do that as well. But we're concerned about your soul. And I'd like to know if God has touched you in a special way. Thank you, God. So I just want you to know that I love you and appreciate you as they are, they're going to sing around in this song. And what I want to do is make sure I pray again for first responders. Amen. You may know a nurse. You may know of a nurse or someone who's working in the medical field who really needs prayer right now. They're tired. Doctors are tired. We can't lose doctors. Pray that the government will work with states to get these masks and to get these respirators uh, to the states so people can live. But most of all, people need Jesus. And absent in the body to be present with the Lord. And even if this life ends, you want to make sure that you're walking with Jesus. Father, we pray for nurses who are tired on the front line. They have children too, Father. They have to change clothes and sanctify themselves every shift so they won't infect their babies. And Father, we have a little bit of discomfort and don't understand the price that's being prayed, paid around the world. Touch these nurses, touch these healthcare providers, these professionals, these doctors, specialists who are working to push back on this coronavirus. Maybe they don't know you, I pray for their salvation, that through this that they will see that the church is here, that you have set up the church, oh God, hallelujah, to preach the gospel, that not only will they be saved in you, but they can come to a place, Lord, connect with a body of believers, a community that will help them to grow. So, Father, I thank you for that. Our health care providers here at the church, thank you for touching them and blessing them, Lord, wherever they are. Protect them and keep them safe. And, God, we will give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's just listen to this song for a moment, and we'll take up our offering in a moment. But we need to do this. It has been a real joy to share the Word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.